I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. And welcome to another episode of Agents of Shieldcast. I am Colonel Chaos, aka Chipsella. Enjoying me tonight, we have the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Ant Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? Not too bad. Not too bad. Still awake. <laughs> I did not fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was chilling on the couch. What Andy said he was. Good. We we're going to start around nine thirty my time, which is about two thirty his and. 9.30 came and went, and I'm just chilling, and uh, I guess Andy was chilling on his side, and I was like, hey, yeah. are you still awake? Because I was waiting waiting to hear from you. So we're starting late, and so it's over. It's past 3 in the morning over there, so I promised Andy we would try and keep the show short this week. Uh, what have you been up to, Andy? Um, nothing too exciting, to be honest. Just working. Work's busy at the moment, so just working away i've done nothing marvelous nothing nothing marvelous i did buy a new game whilst i was waiting for you chip oh <laughs> I, bought, I, I bought sonic forces on the switch <laughs> i usually go shopping during your synopsis that's when i yeah. start. you know pop open amazon and steam and yeah, take a look over there um did I do anything marvelous? No, I ended up going to the casino this weekend. And <laughs> did, did you win back? Dude, uh, I went to the casino this weekend because my wife wanted to go for her birthday. Mm-hmm. And she, she she actually likes to gamble a bit, and I just don't get into it. And you can uh, there's a whole uh, rant over on B-Team this week, so you can hear it over there. But no, I went there, uh, went to the Starbucks and pulled the switch out of my backpack and sat there for two hours and played Mario, Super Mario at uh, the oh, nice. Starbucks at, in, in the casino. Only problem nice. was uh, it turned out to be fucktard fest at the c- casino this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know me; I'm a big baseball fan, mm-hmm. and I also and a diehard Yankees fan. And we show up there, and they're having Red Sox fan weekend at the casino. <laughs> so the whole place is just filled with assholes. You know, every 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 <laughs> fucktard there has a Red Sox shirt on, and I, I'm literally twitching. I'm you know I'm just I I I, I, I this is wrong you know. Um, <laughs> 
so uh, they have a, an outlet mall there, and they have a sports shop. And, uh, you know, I just couldn't – I mean, I have a ton of Yankee stuff, but I was I was actually wearing my Spider-Man – one of my Spider-Man sweatshirts at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went up to the sports store and bought myself a new Yankees hoodie and uh, long sleeve <laughs> shirt and walked through <laughs> Fucktard Fest wearing my Yankee stuff. And then took uh, I, the pic. You probably saw the pictures on Facebook uh, with yep. me in front of the Red Sox mascots and Mickey Mouse in a Red Sox uniform, fl- flipping everybody off. <laughs> and it, I, I had to do something. <laughs> so, so I was just. And I know my wife didn't do that to me on purpose. If, if she knew it was fucked hard fest, we would have picked a different weekend to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. So th- that that was that was the main thing I did this weekend. I mean, did I do any? Um, did I do anything marvelous? No, no. We we already talked about um, runaways, and we will be doing a runaway show at some some uh, point in the future. Um, Nah, it was it was kind of a chill chill weekend. I did things, you know, did things with the wife. Passed out Friday night very early. Had a, I actually did, you know, I was waiting to watch uh, Shield, and I was I think I was asleep by eight uh, thirty or something like that. So <laughs> we didn't watch it until Saturday. Um, but yeah, no, just kind of a chill weekend. So. Uh, all right, let's get into some news. Uh, like I said, we are going to keep this short, but we do have a ton of stuff from Tim Hernandez. I'm going to hit these uh, pretty fast. We do have uh, – I'm going to hit the ones that uh, are maybe a little different than what uh, some of the stuff we haven't hit on in a while. <laughs> First of all, we knew uh, a while back uh, what day Cloak & Dagger was going to premiere on. We actually have an actual date now for Cloak and Dagger. And that will be June 7th on Freeform. A little later than I wanted. No, that's completely fine. That'll see us through the summer. (laughs) I think we already have our summer booked. But yes, that was my first thought too. It was, okay. We'll get to do that this summer. Yeah. I hope it's good. Like, uh... I mean, Runaway seems like it's been good, and all the Netflix shows were good. Um, Shield is good, but just after Inhumans, like I've got a bit of trepidation about this one. Like, so I hope this is good. Yeah, the thing is, and we kind of, we actually kind of did a big Marvel segment last night on uh, B Team. We we had a guest host. We had Kaijudo join us. All right, okay. I've not had the him for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, uh, both Fred and Eli bailed. Eli's got the flu, and Fred had family stuff. And we had just done a Chip and Ryan show, and I was like, uh, so I reached out to the listeners. I said, hey, does anyone want to join us tonight? And uh, Kaijudo stepped up, and we did a three-hour show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Almost as long as the that. ball gaggies. <laughs> um, but... Uh, we, you know, uh, Inhuman. I mean, Inhumans just was done on a budget. 
and was kind of thrown together. The filming schedule was on the short side. And I'm hoping that they take their time with this. I mean, Marvel was due to screw up something at some point. Hmm. And... Uh, the inhuman, you know, the inhumans was what was their swing and miss. I I was seeing something uh, earlier. I think it was in a puzzle quest um, uh, group Facebook group that I'm in uh, on Facebook. Um, they've act, there's actually a petition out there f- uh, for for from Marvel fans to bring Inhumans back for a season two. <laughs> Mm. How many signals does it have? Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I feel bad because the source material is good. You know. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. you had some great characters, but it just you know, a you shot on a budget. B, I just didn't. I mean, someday we will do an Inhuman show, but it actually means Andy and I actually have to finish the series. Which I don't think either of yeah. us ever did. No, we didn't. I, I got to episode, I think, three, maybe four. And it was just so bad. Like, we, we just couldn't watch anymore of it. It was just, oh. It went downhill quickly. I mean, the yep. the the pilot, the two-hour pilot was all right. But then it just really got bad. So, um, I did not sign the petition, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't think you would. If they, I mean, they would have to basically start from scratch. Hmm. So, but uh, yeah, Cloak and Dagger, June seventh. Uh, let's see, what other ones do we want to talk about? I'm staying away uh, from any spoilers on Shield right now. I know Clark Gregg teased about the apocalypse and I know they're coming up to episode 100 really soon. Hmm. So Oh, you thought it was going to be in this episode chip where they went back? Well, <laughs> I, I said it in an episode. I mean, they they got they're going to be wrapping wrapping it up. Hmm. Um here's something a little different. Uh, Disney has hired a formal, former Apple executive to launch the new streaming service. Okay, that's probably a smart move. Those people are experts at uh, making money, so... <laughs> and they know how to stream shit. Yep. I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many different things. I mean, you can rent or buy or stream movies on uh, Apple, so, mm. or, you know, on any of your Apple devices... So, uh, let's see. Do we have a name? Michael Swint. Mm, And he used to work for Apple and and even a better company, Samsung. Um, Okay. (laughs) He's joined Disney's corporate empire and will be reporting to BAM Tech CEO Michael Paul. Michael Paul's division will cover sports. Swint is expected to serve as the architect for Disney's streaming service prior to its launch and oversee its development going forward. 
can't I can't wait for this thing to launch. Like uh, I know I'm going to be in it day one, and regard pretty much regardless of what's in it. But I can't wait to see what they actually put in it. Like if they can pull together all the Star Wars, all the Marvel, all the Disney movies, all that shit. If they can pull all that together, like that's a compelling package. Um. And I was about to say, well, you also have now. You also have the Fox Library to oh, draw the Fox from. Stuff, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, it is. Uh, I'm just in the, this article just so we give credit to uh, who wrote it. Hero- Heroic Hollywood, and their source was Variety. Um, well, Fox definitely Fox deal will definitely boost the streaming service profile. It isn't expected for much of Fox's library to be available at launch, since the deal has to be sorted out over the course of several months. Until then, yep. uh, and, and, you know, the Fox-Disney deal could still fall apart. At one point, there was going to be, I think they were going to have FCC or congressional hearings because it gives Disney uh, a monopoly, a, a, you know, puts them in, on the verge of having one. Yeah. But, but, I mean, you could argue that with a lot of these kind of, mm-hmm. these kind of things where companies buy other companies like look at facebook like buying up like instagram and things like that well they still went through i mean the money money talks at the end of the day if there's enough money there it's gonna happen you know uh i remember years ago when dish and direct tv were going to merge Mm. and the fcc put the kibosh on that Mm. so um here's an interesting one uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is now the highest rated Marvel show on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know what the the old one used to be? Daredevil? Luke Cage. Okay. I mean, look, look. <laughs> I mean we, we know our own probably internal ranking of all the TV shows. And Luke Cage is definitely not number one. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I still think uh, Daredevil might be number one. And then it's yeah. a toss-up between Jessica Jones and S.H.I.E.L.D. in in my mind mm. for the second I mean, spot. I mean, yeah, I mean, for me, it's probably Daredevil and then S.H.I.E.L.D. So uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. currently stands at a 95% approval rating. Uh, mm. Luke Cage is at 93 Jessica Jones is 92. Legion comes in at 90. Okay. I mean, I've had good things about that. I've not watched it yet. But. Oh, it's it's worth watching, and it gets completely fucked up and surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it ki- kind of at the end comes, comes together. I mean, it, if you're going to sit there and play Puzzle Quest or something on your iPad... You're probably going to be really lost. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it does finally. I mean, it does come around, and I think there's a season two coming out very soon. So, and we'll. I'll be Thanks. watching it. Uh, okay. So Legion comes in fourth at ninety. Agent Carter at eighty-eight. Daredevil at eighty-six. Runaways at eighty-two. Defenders at 74, Gifted at 70, Puttershire at 62, 
<laughs> Iron okay. Fist at 19. 19? <laughs> 19. Okay. And the Inhumans Stanley at Bell, 10. <laughs> well, that one's movie feel. Um, I really don't. I, I mean, if I had to, maybe I'll maybe I'll do it next week, and maybe maybe we can do homework and rank our own if we want to. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Um, I because I, I disagree with the gifted. I also think the Legion is a little high. I disagree with the Daredevil. Hmm. And while Agent Carter had a great first season, the second season sucked. It, it sucked. <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't suck. Maybe that's about harsh, but, but it just wasn't good. Like, it was no, average. No. Yeah, at best. Mm. It, it was hard to watch. Mm. I, 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 I did not enjoy it. All right. Uh, let's see. They're casting a femme fatale in Aunt Milf the sequel. Um, Robert Downey uh, Jr. gave personalized cast chairs to the entire crew. It looks like it looks like Inhumans has been canceled. You think? <laughs> um, I'm kind of gonna skip the Black Panther stuff because we're kind of getting into blackout time on that. Getting very close now. Very, very close. Yeah, I got it. Oh, I did. Take... Uh, go ahead. I, I did actually go to Cinema last week to see uh, the Jumanji movie. Oh. Which uh, I, I actually thought it was. I thought it was oh, all right. I, I know you got it. to see it. Yeah, I know you got to see it early preview. And I thought it was okay, but uh, it was kind of big, dumb fun. Um, but I did see the trailer for Black Panther mm-hmm. again there. <laughs> it's funny because I went with my dad. My dad's like, what's this movie? And like I, I obviously like, I've seen the trailer before, and I recognize exactly what it was. And I'm like, oh, this is Black Panther. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but but yeah, I'll, I'll I'm gonna get go and see that. I think day one or weekend one anyway. Yeah, I I already I think I'm taking a day off. There were uh, apparently pictures leaked of Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Possibly on the set of Avengers 4. Nice. Good to see Maria Hills back in the fold. Mm-hmm. She's been kind of out of the loop since the end of what? Age of Ultron? I really don't understand why she didn't, uh, they didn't do something with her and bring her into S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep, 100% agree. Because, I, I mean, I don't know what else Kobe's model's been doing recently. Not, Not a lot. Much. I, haven't seen, I haven't seen her in anything. Like, how many your mother's long done, and, like, she's not been in the, the movies particularly, so they could have, they, sh- they could and probably should have just folded her into S.H.I.E.L.D., but it didn't make much sense in terms of the storyline, and the way that they left her at the end of Age of Ultron, that she was just working for Tony Stark, and, like, we've not, and there hasn't been an Iron Man movie since then, so she's just been kind of out in the wind. But, wouldn't it have been, I, I thought it would have been so much cooler if you had Maria Hill dealing with uh, Spider-Man instead of fucking Happy Hogan. Why not both? Or both, yeah. You could add both of them. It could be like the, the mom and dad relationship. That would be so funny. So, I guess the first few pictures of Captain uh, 
uh, Marvel have leaked. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I I this art. Uh, let's see if maybe I have to link to to something else. Oh. Uh, yeah. So it shows. Oh. It basically, it shows uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill. That's right. She was in a show. Uh, she was in a show last year called uh, Friends from College. Yeah, that that how how did, how did that work out for? Her? Um, I actually watched that, and I can't remember if I watched all of it. I must have done. I, I'm just checking to see that if I watched all of it. I did. I, I watched all of that, and I thought it was fucking great. Honestly, so funny. <laughs> but uh, I think I actually watched that again. I because I really really liked that show, but um, I don't know how well I did. Like, was that on network over there? Because it was on Netflix here. I have no idea. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's your kind of like typical uh, storyline where it's friends get back together after years of being apart and uh, they kind of fall back into their old routines and whatnot. But I I really enjoyed it. So it was really funny. But yeah, she I forgot she was in that. Okay. Oh, and she was in. Uh, she was in a series of unfortunate events last year as well. The Lemony Snicket thing. Mm. I'd rather see her as Maria Hill on Shield. Yep, hundred percent. Um, I mean, maybe when they go back to Earth, they could do something like that. It would be nice. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she's been in. She has been in Shield before. Yeah, just not in a while. She should, well, she, was, she should have been added to the cast. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of expected her to get added to the cast from season two, and then it just never happened. Yeah. Especially when uh, How I Met Your Mother ended. Yep. So, All right. Uh, moving on. Let's see what we have here. I'm not. I don't really care what Kevin, who Kevin Smith thinks is going to die in Infinity War. Though I'll, I'll be interested to see, like his take on the movie once he's seen the movie, and like because I I do enjoy like Kevin Smith's like reviews of movies, but after I've seen them, so like I'll I'll go and see the movie and I will listen to his review of it when he does it because he always does it on his his Batman and Batman podcast. He reviews. Even all the non-Batman movies, <laughs> but um, but so I enjoy watching that or listening to that. But I'll not. I don't really care who he thinks might die. That's not not news, as you would say, Chip. Not news. Not news. Not news. All right. Um, a couple others here. Uh, supposedly, Thanos steals the show in Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. I, I still think it's weird that pretty much everything that we've seen of so far, he's not wearing a helmet. Like, Thanos wears a helmet at all times. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him in a comic book without his helmet on. <laughs> and, and, like, yeah, I've, I've got an action figure of him behind me right now, and he's got mm-hmm. a helmet on. Mm-hmm. He always has a helmet on, and then they've... I think it's because they've cast, like, Josh Berlin as Thanos. They're like, look, it's Josh Berlin's face, like, pulled out a bit stretched <laughs> yeah and don't you want to kind of hide it since he's also going to be cable 
Yeah, well, there is that, yeah. But, but yeah, it's weird that he's not wearing a helmet. Maybe there's a story-ish reason behind it. Um, un- so apparently the Uncharted movie that has been stuck in development hell is being rewritten. Yep. And they this time it's going to be rewritten by Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. writer and producer Rafe Judkins. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, cool. I mean, right. like, the, the writing on Shield is good, and there's there's always good, like, puns and, and like, one-liners and stuff like that in it. And that's perfect for Uncharted. Like, there's so many, like, cool one-liners in the Uncharted game. So the if, if, if he's the guy that writes the one-liners in Shield, it's a perfect match. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, I don't. I I really am staying away from a lot of the Avengers stuff, like uh, time travel theory. I I really don't want to know anything about the plot. But well, the time travel thing that I sent you was to do with okay. the time travel from from Shield, which is all right. It, this it just is Tim Hernandez sent- talking about Joe right. Russo's thing. The 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 one that I was talking about. We'll maybe talk about it a little bit <laughs> in the episode because uh, the. There was some confusing stuff in this episode, and it needs to be kind of sorted out a little bit, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, all right, what else we got here? Um, here's an interesting one. Uh, was big MCU tease spotted in Captain America, the first Avenger? Okay, so this is... This is a what seven year old movie. Mm. <laughs> so, what did we miss when we watched this movie originally? Well, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a lot of this here, so bear okay. with me. But uh, this comes from Comic Book Marvel. What's it? What site is this? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Comicbook.com. Uh, in the first Avenger, Captain America is pitted against the Red Soul. Yada yada yada. Uh, you, and at some some point, uh, Red Skull says, "You wear a flag on your chest, and you think you fight for your nation." Uh, re- that's what the Red Skull says. I've seen the future, mm-hmm. Captain. There are no flags. So, in the first ev- uh, trailer for mm-hmm. Avengers: Affinity War, Captain America's costume has become so faded as he hides away from his own country laws that he no longer bears a flat the flag on his chest. The war mm-hmm. he's about to dive in will see an entire planet unite against a cosmic enemy. Um, furthermore, the quote also teases that the latest feuds Steve Rogers has been engaged with do not always involve flags. What was once a country versus country for Super Soldier became Avengers versus Ultron or superheroes against themselves. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I I don't know quite know how they quite know if that was an intentional nod. <laughs> mm. It might have just been a cool thing for him to say. Like maybe he's just alluding to the fact that he was planning to kill Cap. <laughs> he's like, I've seen the future. You're dead. I'm like okay. Yeah. Like in Red Skull's like vision of the future, but Cap is dead. It's a nice stretch. 
It's a nice stretch. Whether or not it had any context to do with this, meh, we'll see. All right. That's what I got for news, Andy. Should we move on? Yeah, I've got, I've got one thing just to mention briefly, and okay. then, we'll, then we can move into the episode. Um, so, Apple fucked up this week. <laughs> oh? And uh, they accidentally put Thor Ragnarok online. <laughs> oh, uh, this is the digital release, mm-hmm. so obviously the the digital release is prepping to release, and I think it's like a week or two weeks, something like that. Um, but they accidentally put it live earlier on this week, <laughs> so it is now doing the rounds on all the nefarious platforms. Check if you see are if so I can inclined. get it now. <laughs> you cannot buy it; it's not available to buy. Oh. So if you want to spend money on it, you cannot do it. But it is available through nefarious means. Ah. If you are so inclined. <laughs> Just mm. a PSA for anybody who's who, who gets it, gets things that way. Didn't we, I think we did a story recently on what was they had some interesting uh special adi- uh, the 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 Blu-ray came with a lot of uh cool extras. I think we did that last week. Yeah, um, I'm sure that they've they've said that there's, there's like some there's your usual deleted scenes and that sort of stuff, and I'm sure there's some stuff to do with. Remember the the Thor? Uh, What's oh, the guy's? I can't remember yep. his name. But remember it was Thor working in the office? Yeah, his his roommate. And yeah, I'm sure there was either more of that or like the behind the scenes of that. Well, no, the Grandmaster becomes uh, that guy's new roommate. Oh right, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is obviously their new thing. Mm. Instead of doing one shots, they're going to make like joke things instead. I'd rather they did one shots. I fucking love those one shots. Like they were so good, and they were they were MCU canon and everything. And mm-hmm. they even like used them to fix plot holes and ever. And like Coulson was in one. Forgot the well. In mm. fact, Coulson was in more than one. <laughs> and uh, they were brilliant. And uh, yeah, the the fact they'd done away with them was a real shame. But like like I've like I've uh, spoken about before, um, they could bring something like that into like a Tales to Astonish sort of thing. That was my like... idea. Yeah, that was well, my I, idea. Um... <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I want to. Pro- I want. I want a producer credit. A producer on that. credit. Yeah. I want a producer but, I mean, credit. It would be really cool if they went and they told stories like that and did like I mean you see you see shows like Black Mirror doing it and that's based in real world tech but you could easily base things like that in the yeah, Marvel universe absolutely. and go through them like that and absolutely. it would be I think it would be incredible absolutely I, I, even, I a what I, if, even a what if show like yeah. how good would that be just like oh what if uh, what if Cap died. In the Avengers one, like that sort of thing, or what if Bruce Banner could control the Hulk? Just like little the little questions that they that they always ask in in the what if comic books that are the questions that that we as fans like talk about, and it's interesting to have discussions about them. Like if you make a show where like a, a one episode thing where that happens, like that's fucking cool for people to see, and that would be so cool for them to launch like a streaming service with like. Those two shows for me would be like the the best shows you could possibly make. The, a, a what if and a Tales to Astonish. The what if would be a bit difficult because you're. I mean, because you need to get uh, 
Robert Downey. You need to get uh, Chris Evans. You couldn't, you know, uh, it's a TV show on a streaming service, so there is a budget. Um, well, not if you say, what if Iron Man died? <laughs> you were like, so, and you could just do it in a voiceover. So Iron Man died in Avengers 1. What happened? <laughs> yeah, but you still need, you know, in the aftermath, you still need Chris Evans. You need um, ScarJo. You know, you can't do those type of what, I mean, you could do a what if, uh, I don't know, um, Black Goliath uh, didn't die in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Or you could do some, you could do a character that hasn't been uh, in any of the movies. But, you mm-hmm. know, you can't get um, so, somebody else to play Thor right now. Um, that's true. So, so that I mean, that is probably a pipe dream. That that's that a pipe I'd dream. love to see it, but that's a pipe dream. But the Tales of Star initially, Tales they could us- do that. Yes, absolutely. And I want a producer credit. <laughs> Ooh, Gotham by Gaslight is out. I'll have to let my wife know. Um, I've, I've heard it's really good. We went to the panel on it, uh, mm. and. You know, I read Gotham by Gaslight uh, yep. when it when it uh, came out. I have the original first print of the the one shot. Um, it was all right, and they said, you know, we to do a ninety minute movie or whatever, seventy five minute movie, they had to add to it a lot. So uh, yeah. uh, it's not a direct uh, <coughs> adaptation, but. Uh, She's into the Batman movies, so I should I should send her out to see if there's a steelbook version available somewhere, because um, <laughs> we do get the steelbooks when we can. Um, they also, I, I was pissed they came out with a Batman and Scooby Doo blue uh, movie recently. Yeah, that was that was a while ago. Uh, yeah, it was Maybe a few a year weeks. Or two ago. No, no, this is new. No. This is a new, a new one. New one. And uh, you can't get it. I, they don't have it available on Blu-ray. Yeah. But you can get they it. Don't in, have it on Blu-ray. No, but you can get it in oh. HD on, um, I think, Vudu. Hmm. So okay, I think is, was it out on DVD then? Yeah, it was DVD only. I was like, where the fuck's the Blu-ray? And I went to Amazon, and they didn't have a Blu-ray either. Do you, Do you know why that is? Because it's for kids. <laughs> kids yeah. don't buy Blu-rays. <laughs> Kids don't give a fuck about blueberries. They're like, oh, they don't. They they can't tell the difference. True. Most most kids. But I want a Blu-ray. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, all right. Any other news? No, nah, I think that's it for news. All right. What do you? What do you? Why don't we get into this week's episode? Starting with, what was it called? Yeah, so this is season five, episode eight of Agents of Shield, which was called The Last Day. And we spoke last week, and you were of the mind that this was going to be them going back to Earth. And the last day we kind of thought was maybe a reference to the last day on Earth, mm. like before the Earth blew up. But that was just not the case. Although it was referenced and shown a tiny bit of, but uh, yeah, that was not not what this was at all. It was it was the last day, but just in a sort of different way. Um, so this episode is a little bit confusing because we have two timelines. 
and it, it, things always get a little bit confusing when you have two timelines. So the this episode kicked off showing this other timeline, which is the timeline which would have happened had the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. not been taken out at the diner. They would, were just left at the diner and then the events then took place that the world exploded. Okay, <laughs> so... Yeah, this, this is, is very. Timeline. This was a yes. very confusing episode. Very confusing, and I think it only got more confusing as things went mm. on. And this always tends to happen with time travel things. And this is where you run the risk of losing your audience because if you confuse them too much, they'll just be like, "I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't want to watch this anymore because I don't understand what's going on." Now, they, I actually got. Just to jump in here, uh, yep. Eli, my host on B Team and Knuckleballer, uh, mm-hmm. actually uh, sent me a message saying, "What the fuck did I just watch?" <laughs> he, he, I and I, yeah, I and I had only watched the episode once. It's like, yeah, I gotta watch that again. I'm a little confuzzled. Yeah, and we can kind of we'll get into the, a bit more later on as to what how exactly this all pans out and how it shakes up, but in in terms of the episode, this episode actually kicked off with showing this other timeline, so we see that in this other timeline. Uh, Polly, Robin's mum, didn't make it this far, so the, the remaining agents, whoever we've got left, are on the Zephyr, and it's flying, and it seems to be encountering some sort of gravity storm. Uh, we've got May and Simmons are both definitely on it, and... Uh, Robin says that the ship's going to crash, but they'll survive the crash. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we then we see in the future the old lady Robin, um, she is Robin like we spoke about, and uh, she's all kind of mixed up, and she's basically just it seems like she's spouting random gibberish, and it seems to be she's telling you things that happened in the past in different time, like this other different timeline, her timeline, and it's like the Robin timeline as well as things that might happen in the future that she's telling them about now, which is kind of confusing. She's a bit of a confusing character, <laughs> to be honest, but um, she essentially can't separate the past, present, and future at all. She just seems to be living all of those moments at once, and just and it's coming out as basically random gibberish. Uh, so the, uh, the others managed to make it to the surface, and so remember this is in the current timeline where Robin is the old lady and the agents are on this the shattered off. Um so they all made it to the surface, Colson and uh Coulson and Daisy and whatnot. And this guy, uh, Voss, is uh, gonna go and pick them up. Now he's an old dude who also lives on the surface with uh with Robin. And apparently Robin predicted that they would the uh, Coulson and, and that would uh, make it to the surface. She predicted this like ten years ago. Um, he's like he's just been waiting sitting there waiting for 10 years like twiddling his thumbs until stuff happens <laughs> this is why this is yeah um <clears throat> but yeah so he heads off to go and rescue them from the garbage storms and uh they their ship crashed as well but they survived the crash because robin said they survived the crash uh, so the team reunites on the zephyr uh with may again so may was obviously already there having got there last week with enoch and that ra- that raises the question, like, if the ship's there and it's kind of near the lighthouse, 
debt. Like, I mean, the, the, Ze- if the Zephyr's there and it's near the lighthouse. Did any of the S.H.I.E.L.D. team survive the, the end of the world? That's the question that they ask. And, well, that's a very interesting question. Are any of them still alive now? Probably not, because it's like they'd be like 100 years old. But they would have. They might have made it to old age, and they might have sired mm-hmm. children. That that was that was what I was looking for. I was like, oh, are there any kids about? Like, like say Flint, for example. He could be Max kid. You don't know. Or maybe his grandkid, even. <laughs> True. Like that would be cool if that if that it kind of twisted into that. Like if he was uh, if Flint was Yo-Yo and Max kid. That would be interesting. Um, but yeah, they, they mentioned that Fitz is designed for the Zephyr. Because you forget that he was the guy that designed this bloody ship. <laughs> um, but it was him that designed it. And it's really withstood the test of time. Because, I mean, it's over 100 years old at this point. Uh, Voss recognises Deke, who obviously comes with Coulson. Um, and it turns out that Voss is an old friend of Deke's dad. Oh, yeah. Who and we know that Deke's dad was uh, on the surface, and it was him that had been uh, sending out the messages over the walkie-talkie. Uh, Voss says that his dad was uh, broadcasting from a radio station that was a few days out, and he's currently on his way back. And apparently, uh, his dad and Deke left on bad terms. They don't say anything more about it at this point. Cassius, uh, meanwhile, sends Sonara to the surface to find the Shield team. It's like all he does this whole episode. Nothing. Um, And uh, May, Coulson and Fitz all try talking to Robin and they all just end up being confused by her, essentially. They want to punch her. Yeah, they (laughs) kind of do. (laughs) Do you know, like, through the episode, like, Coulson's like, oh, like, we don't have time to, like, be messing about. We need to, like, speed this process along. And, like, we've seen them do, like, kind of questionable shit in the past where they've to, to speed things along like this, they've put people into, like, remember the, the memory extractor thing? Mm, but you're talking it, a girl with, for lack of a better word, better word autism. She's kind of autistic. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, like, it's it kind of reminds me a bit of, like, dementia sort of thing. Where the, where the memories are all mixed up. Rather than, like, autism. It could be, I mean, I mean it's obviously the, not that. It's just... It's her superpower, essentially. Yeah, basically, she's she's seeing eighty years into the future, and to her, it's the same as right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of comes through at, uh, through the episode as we go, uh, and uh, there's a little more revealed. Yeah, uh, she does, however, in a kind of cognitive moment, say Philip J. Coulson, he can bring all the pieces together. No, I think I think it was interesting the the way that she said this, because it was unclear in the way that she said it whether she was saying that Coulson could bring all the pieces together or whether she was saying to Philip J. Coulson, like he can bring all the pieces together, as in referring to another person, which is kind of the way that I took it. Uh, she also says that this is the day that it all ends, mm-hmm. which is very foreboding. Um, which I mean, we kind of thought would be that okay, they're going to go back, to, back to the normal timeline now, but no, that's not what happened. <coughs> um, so Deke tells uh, Voss that 
uh, details the sorry details Daisy that Virgil used to bring Robin tea every day and listen to her stories and uh, she and Deke's dad were sent to the surface obviously for believing in the the crazy theories and whatnot and uh, the Cree wanted rid of them so they shooed them away to the surface to be eaten by roaches although that didn't happen <laughs> and uh, he. Uh, it turns out that he and his dad parted on rough terms because he blamed his dad's like basically believing in all these crazy theories about the Shield team and uh, coming to save the world and whatnot uh, for causing his mother's death. Now I don't know if he mentioned like how his mother died at all, but I, mean, maybe did, I didn't. Something... I didn't pick up on it. No, I don't think he did. But um, maybe that's something that we'll come back to about his mum. Maybe his mum's even like one of them. We don't know. Could I, I would assume he would. I would assume he would recognise them. To be fair, although they could have been an old lady by the time they had them, and we don't know. <coughs> um. So uh, Daisy tells him about her and her dad reconnecting and having a rocky start, but they got there in the end. <laughs> now that's that's putting it uh, putting a very romantic spin on it, isn't it? Like, oh, he just tried to murder me and all my friends several times. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I, I was I was a little amused by it. I was like, all yeah. right, yeah, all right, that that works. That's one way. And he was a super villain, and and I and in order to for me to stop him doing that, I wiped his mind and made him a vet. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a vet in uh, outside Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they got there in the end. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so meanwhile, Yo-Yo, Mac, and Flint head to level three on the lighthouse to find Fitz's weapon stash, and they find uh, a Cree guy poking around there, putting some gas around to uh, looks like try to keep the roaches away. They don't really know what he's doing. Um, up on the surface, on the Zephyr, uh, Fitz and Simmons have a bunch of questions about what's happening, and Voss doesn't know because he's he's not like a scientist guy, um, and he. Uh, but uh, they do see this kind of gizmo thing that's been installed into the Zephyr, and it looks like a, I don't know, what you'd call it, like a, it looks like a giant washing machine thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's sort of, I mean, it's a big circular thing that something plugs in, in the middle of that is not there. Uh, Voss does tell us that Owen, who's Deke's dad, uh, did work on it, and uh, based on old old designs and he once fired it up using and used up a year's worth of battery reserves uh, in the process but it got them there somehow so it was worth it uh, Fitz and Simmons at this point get left alone for some alone time for about 30 <laughs> seconds for about 30 seconds yeah um, and uh so the Coulson and uh, May kind of try to work out how to get Robin to talk, and uh, they know that Enoch has previously like been connected with her, like when she was a young girl and whatnot. So, but Enoch says that she would only talk to him if he spent several days by her side, and uh, Coulson's like, "Well, we don't have enough time for that. Like, we need something a bit faster." But she says that. He does, uh, sorry, Enoch does say that um, she would always speak to her mother and she would always tell her mother all this stuff. But that's no good because she's dead. <laughs> she's been dead for a long, long time at this point. 
Uh, Coulson uh, does say to me that she looks pretty spry for someone who is born over 100 years ago. <laughs> that was a good line. Which was funny. And Robin brings them a picture of the, the Zephyr, like a picture that she's drawn of the Zephyr with a bunch of rocks around it. And that I, I think it was the Zephyr anyway. It's hard to tell because it's like the underside mm. of a plane. But I'm pretty sure it was Zephyr. And then in the other timeline, we see a younger Robin drawing the same picture, essentially, just uh, a bit less detailed. Not She's obviously improved a bit as an artist as she's gotten older. And so, and this is in the other timeline where the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't get taken away, so they are still kicking about on the Zephyr or on the lighthouse. It's unclear which one. Um, but yeah, May talks to Fitz and Simmons about potentially building a time machine. And I was like, okay, we know there's time travel, but like they're going to actually go into the fundamentals of building a time machine and if it says you cannot change time it's fixed which which is an interesting line considering some of the other stuff that's happened here mm-hmm. um and in this timeline robin young robin gives me the picture and she says to the, <coughs> she says to fitz specifically you gave them everything you could which because that that implies to me that something happens with uh, Mac, Yo-Yo, and, and Flint because it immediately cuts to Mac after that. And with with him giving them everything he could, that would be referring to the weapon stash. Okay, okay, I can see that, yeah. That's the only thing I could relate mm. it to. It doesn't make any sense with regards to anything else. Um but yeah, so when we cut back to seeing Mac in the uh, in the present timeline, we uh, Mac does find the stash and he finds the shotgun axe. Yes, shotgun axe is back, uh, and he says hello, gorgeous. <laughs> uh, and Flint asks him, but doesn't the axe make it hard to shoot? And he says it's easy. It makes it easier to chop heads. <laughs> it it was a good uh, scene between him and Flint. Hmm. Good, good bit of banter going back and forth. Yeah, uh, and he also gets to say the line: "The Blue Man Group sent the roaches downstairs." Yeah, yep. <laughs> just obviously talking about the Cree. But yep. I thought it was so funny that he called them the Blue Man Group because <laughs> you went to see the Blue Man Group recently as well. Yeah, you? I, I saw them when <laughs> I was in uh, Orlando. Yeah, nice. <clears throat> now uh, back up on the uh, so the Cree are basically trying to kill all the remaining people, just wipe them out. Wipe them out, all of them. Um, now back up on the on the Zephyr. Um, Voss, it turns out, has a small piece of the monolith, a broken, shattered piece of it. But he has a piece of it, the white one. Um, did you not think that Voss sounds a little bit like Garrett? Yes, <coughs> the guy, uh, the the scrap dealer on the ship. No, 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 not him. Garrett, Agent Garrett. Oh, okay. Well, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Mm. See, I, like I, his, I, his, his delivery and his accent is almost like on point for Garrett, which was very strange. I didn't pick up it's on that. Like, I got more yeah. of uh, the guy they kill the the guy they were working for on the ship. Oh, Grill. Yeah, Grill. Mm. 
no, no, he he sounds almost exactly like Garrett. His delivery and like the the tone of his voice and his accent and all that sounds almost exactly like Bill Paxton when he was in Shield. Now it's obviously not him. Um, he could be related to him right enough, but I don't think we'll ever get get anything on that. But yeah, so he has a small piece of the monolith, and uh, they reckon that if they find some more of it, it could let them go home. Because as we know, like the monolith kind of melts. So if you could melt it all. And then stick it all back together. Presumably, it would be able to let you go home. Uh, so Coulson decides to take it to uh, Fitz and Simmons, who are working on Daisy's inhibitor, and they basically work out that they can't take it out without potentially paralyzing her. So we'll just leave leave it where it is. <coughs> this is them just going. We don't have any budget to do any quaking here, so <laughs> let's not do any. <laughs> We spent it all on cool spaceship stuff. Yeah, we're out, we're out of money for doing quaking. Just leave it alone. <laughs> but I mean, it also begs the question. I mean, if she has the inhibitor and she can't blow up the world, she can't use her power. Correct. I picked up so, on that as well. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, obviously, they they must be able to get out at some point, but they, they do because they do say that like maybe with like a experienced neurosurgeon. They'd be able to get out safely, but they themselves can't do it. Uh, they discover that the monolith shard that Coulson brings them uh, would basically fit perfectly into the machine that they have, in a strange coincidence. If you had the whole piece. Well, no, it seems like it's just that piece. Cause that's... Really? Okay, I yeah, thought they were I mean, looking for it... the rest of it. Well, I mean, the whole monolith wouldn't fit inside yeah, that. It's only just a wee bit, but but I have I have a theory that we'll we'll get to um, we'll get to shortly. Um, so you know, Flint, Mac, and Yo-Yo save a lady from uh, one of the roaches, and and then we see in the alternative timeline, uh, May and Yo-Yo are there with Robin, and now this is on the lighthouse in the alternative timeline. Um, Yo-Yo though has gotten fed up with uh, with being downtrodden by the Cree, so the Cree are there at this point, and Yo-Yo and uh, and May are there working under the Cree to undermine them, and uh, the Cree are obviously helping with the filtration systems and all that sort of stuff and keeping the people alive. So May is, seems to be kind of looking out for Robin a little bit at this point. But Yo-Yo has gotten fed up, and she's basically grabbed a Cree weapon, and she goes up in the lift, which I assume was her going to the surface. It was... It was a little bit unclear, but I reckon mm. that was this was her going, uh, fuck this place, I'm going to go to the surface and just live there and see what I can do. And presumably be part of the foundation of the this resistance that is now in this point in the timeline, Robin and Voss and uh, would have been Deke's, uh, Deke's dad and whatnot. All right. Uh, and we also see uh, Robin starting to talk about Flint, and she keeps saying just Flint, Flint, Flint over and Flint, over again. Flint, Flint, yep. Flint. And uh, she says, oh, Flint would understand, and oh, Mac will help Flint. You're like, okay. Uh, but we do find out that in this timeline, Mac is gone, and Yo-Yo's like, Yo-Yo's a bit annoyed that <laughs> Robin's talking about Mac. She's like, Mac is fucking dead. He's not He's not coming back ever. Well, she says and, uh, Mac is not coming back. He does, She doesn't say dead. Well, Well, true, yeah, yeah. But she says he's not coming back. I, I took it to mean that he was dead. Um, and um, made, and uh, Yo-Yo says as well, like, oh, she needs to stop talking about people that won't be born for another 50 years. 
So yeah, they're getting a bit fed up with uh, with Robin's confusing timeline. Uh, back in she, back in the, be, she's yeah. a tough. I mean, that's that that's you know, like I said, I, I, I she's kind. I, the best way I can describe it is she's kind of autistic, and I'm sure that wears on everybody, especially if you're in a horrible existence like you are right now. Uh, on on this planet. I mean, the Kree have basically enslaved you. The planet's yep. blown up. You got a lot of bad shit going on, and you have a a uh, child with specific needs. Yeah, I mean, I think it would. I think it would be frustrating to them as well because the because she does have the capability to see the future, but she just mm-hmm. can't see the picture very clearly or in order. It's like she has a jigsaw almost, and she's just like picking up a piece and looking at it, and then putting it back in the box without actually making the picture. That's good. That's a good. That's a fantastic uh, description. That's gonna. That's kind of the best way that, that I would that I kind of think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so back in the back in the normal timeline, uh, Deke confronts Voss about the about the shard and says that well, his dad would have never left the shard behind because he asked him to leave it with him as a reminder of his mother because his mother had always held onto the shard. Um, so he'd asked him to leave it behind when he went was uh, sent to the surface, and his dad wouldn't uh, let go of it, and it was never, it never ever left his side. So the fact that Voss now has it means like, what is uh, what has Voss done to his dad? And uh, Voss at this point cracks him over the head. I believe it was with a wrench or something similar, uh, which knocks Deke out. You're like, okay, Voss is a bad guy. <laughs> Surprise! Oh. <laughs> yeah, which was a bit of a, a, a twist, but. Mm-hmm. Because he seems to be very aligned with uh, with the uh, ideals of like Robin and whatnot, and he seems to be like caring for her or looking after, her, or at least so strange one. Um, so on in the lighthouse, uh, Matt gets the air filtration system running again, and he manages to funnel some of the uh, the gas that the Cree guy was using earlier into the vents uh, in order to basically funnel all the roaches into one room. Uh, in this room, uh, we see that Yo-Yo is there. And Yo-Yo gets a badass scene here where she uh, gets her, uh, I'm going to call it her Quicksilver moment. <laughs> okay, I dig that. So she basically, she uh, uses her power to run around and stick these little grenade type things onto all of the roaches. And then when she pings back into her place, uh, the grenade things go off and all the roaches die. She kills all the roaches in like a second, which was very clever. Like that is a good plan and a very good use of Yo-Yo's power. Because her power isn't that useful at times. No. <laughs> because yeah, she's super fast, but she always springs back to the same place that she started out from. But but it was cool to give her that kind of quicksilver moment, and and you might not not get that because I don't think you've seen the uh, X-Men movies, but it's. More along the lines of what they did with uh, Quicksilver in the X Men movies, where they gave him like a big set piece where he did similar things like this, where he would run around and like do a bunch of stuff in a room within like a second or 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 less, and then the time time would go back to normal, and then uh, that all those things would then unfold, and uh, all the people would be that all the enemies would be defeated, that sort of thing. 
but a very cool scene for for Yo-Yo and a, a good demonstration of her uh, of her power and her speed. Uh, we then see Daisy going to see Robin, and uh, Robin says that her mother always kept her safe, and that there was something that she was supposed to tell her. And uh, and Daisy's like, "Oh, can can you not tell me?" And she's just like, "Oh, time is running out." And at this point, Voss appears uh, behind Daisy, and Robin hides under her blanket. She's <laughs> mm. very strange because she's like a little old lady, and she just hides behind the blanket like a scared little girl. Um. Fitz and Simmons kind of poking around the, with this machine some more, and to me, it seems like from now they say this in a more scientific way, which was a bit gobbledygook to me. But from what I could understand of it, they seem to postulate that if you put the broken piece of the monolith into this machine, it would be able to track down the locations of the other broken pieces of the monolith which would obviously enable them to find all the bits and then recreate the time machine so they would be able to get back. So I'm pretty sure that that's what that is. That this is just essentially a locator for the monolith pieces and it can sort of hone in on them based on the uh, the piece of the monolith that they do have. And so they decide to go and tell the others about this, but it turns out that they're actually locked in the room. Someone's locked them into the room. Uh, we see then Daisy talking with Voss, and he shows her a video of her leaving the Zephyr, and says that oh she was never seen alive again. Uh, the city that they were in, don't, they don't say what city it was, right enough, uh, but apparently the city was evacuated and there was no one there. And Quake walked into the city, and there was a twelve point five on the Richter scale, and then the world cracked like an egg. And there's a bit of science in here that's wrong. Okay, okay. So, explain. So, so I looked into this because, like, 12.5 is way above anything that an, that the Earth can cause in terms of an earthquake, mm-hmm. right? But the, uh, so the, I think the highest one's like a 9.6 or something like that. And, and that, that obviously didn't crack the Earth. But there has been a real-life occasion where there was uh, higher than that on the retro scale or would have been registered as higher on that on the risk scale, had it existed in prehistoric times when the uh, the meteor that uh, that took out the dinosaurs hit the Earth. And now that was uh, that was scientifically calculated as being like a 13 on the Richter scale. So higher than this, and the world didn't crack. Um, and what scientists have said is that when that actually happened, essentially the, uh, the Earth would have sort of gone up and down in waves like the crust of the earth. So if you were actually standing on the on the ground, you would have seen like the uh, the ground going up and down. Like if you threw a rock into a pool sort of thing, it would go ooh, in waves. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of cool, but the earth did not crack. So they should have like made, made that number higher. <laughs> because in order for it to crack, it would need to be higher. Or like it would need to be maybe a 12.5, but further down towards the uh, towards the core of the earth maybe if you were down inside the earth then maybe it would crack but how would daisy get down inside the core of the earth she wouldn't she wouldn't be able to so a bit of science there that is for me wrong however this whole thing might be wrong because no nobody is alive from that time period and they're all going off of information that they've been told and they've seen based on things that people have told them being passed down through generations. And as we know, it's like Chinese whispers, these things get twisted all up. 
So that number could have well been like 20 or 30. Like, who knows? And I'm st- I still don't think it was Daisy that did this. <laughs> I think we're going to find out it was Flint. Possibly. Possibly. But um, Voss uh, basically says that, oh, he's been essentially wondering that if, if this event could have been prevented. And uh, Robin pops up at this point and says that, oh, it's too late to stop it. And then we see, again, back to the alternative timeline, we see uh, that apparently Robin's been describing Simmons' death to Fitz, <laughs> which Fitz does not like. And Fitz, at this point, has probably the most confusing, says probably the most confusing thing in the entire episode when he says that, oh, this time travel thing, they might have already tried it a thousand times to change time already, and every time they all die. Now, that's a bit of a what the fuck. <laughs> Because does he know that they've tried to do this already? Or is he just, like, postulating that maybe they've tried to do it? Or, like, that's a confusing thing to say. Mm-hmm. Do you think they have tried to do it thousands of times already? I kind of think that they have, like, tried it and tried it over and over and failed. because that, And that's why Robin's memory is all mixed up. Because she's trying to straighten out all these different timelines in her head. Because she can see them all. Hmm. I I think he's just kind of postulating. Taking it that, re- realizing that this is probably bit, he knows, yeah, I, I, I don't think it was just him. Or, you know, that he they've done it a thousand times. I think it's, uh, unless for some reason he has memory of all the, all the other, uh, all the other uh, times for some reason. Well, some I mean, type I don't of think, linchpin. No, no, but I don't think he specifically fits would have the memory mm. of it. But I think that Robin would, because she can predict the future. She can predict the. She seems. I think she can predict like the potential future as well as how how they might possibly change it. Which is why Enoch was sent back in time to pull them out and all that sort of stuff. So I think that through Robin, like Robin's kind of told him different ways of how people have died and whatnot. And uh, and that's why I reckon he knows that they've tried to do it a thousand times, say, already. Because she's given him all these different versions. And she's drawn, like, you can see all over the, the walls here, there's pictures and pictures and pictures of different stuff. Now, you can't really see what's in them, but there's hundreds and hundreds of these pictures lettered around, which you would assume are the different versions of what could happen in the timeline, and uh, seemingly they haven't managed to find the happy ending yet. Okay. And yeah, so they say every time, every time they all die, um, and Robin and Voss and even Daisy, none of them could change it. Uh, and Fitz says here that she saw the aftermath and she still destroyed the world. Now that's obviously referencing something that. Robin has told him not something that he's witnessed. Um, now, uh, Robin at this point, this is the young Robin in that timeline, says, that uh, says, oh, Daisy, he has a knife. And then we see in the actual timeline uh, that Voss and his goons try to kill Daisy and Voss has a knife. <laughs> um, however, they, they kind of struggle with Daisy because Daisy's a badass fighter even when she doesn't have her, uh, doesn't have her power. She's a trained shield agent and these guys are just you know, random goons. Um, 
and Robin pops up at this point and says, "Oh, this is the last day." And Voss says, "Okay, well, I can't, I can't uh, kill you, Daisy," which is what he was trying to do. So he decides to instead kill Robin, so that Robin can't tell her anything about the uh, the, the future and how to try to get back to the past. Confusing, but he stabs Robin. Uh, meanwhile, two goons have also attacked May and Coulson. However, May and Coulson managed to take them out quite easily. Although it does take the wind out of May a little bit because she's still dealing with this injury. And uh, Coulson then rushes off to help Daisy to take out Voss and his two goons. Um, May catches up with them and she attends to Robin. And Robin at this point calls her mum. <laughs> Which you're like, what? And uh, she says that, oh, May always promised that she'd be here at the end. Um, and then we see in the alternative timeline, the young Robin calls me mum. And it turns out that May's basically her stepmum. Yeah. That, and, uh, that was a shock. Yeah, that was a twist. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't expect that because May is not the most motherly of, of people that we've seen. She's not the, the warmest <laughs> of of people to other people. And even, like, I mean, she was nice to that one little girl in in her her version <laughs> mm-hmm. but not the actual version of events and <laughs> um, the the inhuman girl i forget what, what her name was but the that little inhuman girl back in the day in bahrain yeah oh yeah um yeah <laughs> she wasn't really nice to that girl um and we know that in in uh that may can't have kids and whatnot either and that her and andrew never had kids or anything and they were it was never really on the table for them but it turns out that in this alternative timeline may ended up raising robin as her as her child basically and robin ends up calling her mum and robin does wish that she didn't have her power and uh may tells robin because robin tries to tell me like oh i need to tell you how to get home um but she does say that she hasn't seen uh hasn't seen the way to uh stop the world from breaking the way to uh the way to save the day essentially um but may tells robin okay well don't don't tell me how to get home just now you can tell me uh, when we're back on the zephyr years from now and uh by then you'll have seen how how to save the world and uh in the present day timeline which is in the future <laughs> i know that's <laughs> it's confusing you're doing a good job yes. though but yeah, so in the present day timeline, um, old Robin tells me that she's needed for more, and she obviously told her about uh, her uh, May raising Robin and whatnot, and she was her mother figure and whatnot. Um, and she says that she's now seen the uh, she's now seen the vision of the Shield team saving the world, and she whispers to me how to get back home to the original timeline 2018 and tells her how to save the world in a whisper which we don't see <laughs> which is annoying so they kept it secret from us and only may know like, oh my god um uh, robin at this point dies because she's old and she got stabbed it, it happens and and it and then it's then obviously we realize that when she's talking about it's the last day it's the last day for her and it's the last day that she's that she's seen in her timeline. Mm-hmm. She won't have seen anything beyond this. She doesn't know what happens. But she has seen the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. save the world in a different timeline in the past. 
Now on the uh, on the lighthouse, uh, Yo-Yo uh, removes all the remaining people's metrics so that the Kree can't pass them can't pit them against each other anymore. So that there's, and there's not many people left because the roaches have managed to kill quite a lot of the people before uh, before Yo-Yo managed to take them out. And uh, on the Zephyr, Daisy lets Deke out of his out of the locker that Voss put him in, and uh, and we find out that May knows how to save everyone because Robin told her. And but she has one question: Who the fuck is Flint? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, we we know that we've met Flint, and Flint seems to be the key to this somehow. Um, and maybe he's see that's why I'm thinking that he might be like Mac and Yo-Yo's kid. Because maybe they had to create him in order to save the world, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Like we might get more of that in in a future episode. But um, anyway, in the after credits scene, uh, we we see Sonara pop up again, and she finds the crashed uh, trawler, uh, and she's wearing a cool as fuck mask. <laughs> yeah, she is. Like this mask was so cool, and they, they kind of almost wasted it on on Sonara because. Like, she's a cool badass character anyway. They didn't really need to give her a cool badass mask. They could have given this to someone else and, like, had a, a new person just looking badass. But uh, it kind of reminded me, like, of something from maybe Destiny or, or like, out of a Star Wars movie. Like, Sonara would be right at home in a Star Wars movie. And, uh, but yeah, basically she finds that there's nobody there. However, there's no, like, bodies or anything like that. So they're still out there somewhere, presumably surviving with the people that are surviving on the surface. Um... But Sonara is so cool, and like I, I don't, I, I think she'll she'll be uh, end up being killed at some point in this before they go back. Same with probably Cassius. Yeah, probably next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's the end of the episode. Um, hopefully, I managed to iron out some of the questions that people might have had about that and the different timelines and one other were going there. It was confusing to watch, especially on the first watch through. Watching it back a second time is almost a requirement for this episode, mm. so you can get straight in your head what is happening. And I think they could have done a little bit of a better job with the alternative timeline as well, because that was really confusing. Um, they they did it in like almost like not quite a sepia tone, but they they had it like shot softer almost um, to try and differentiate it. But I think they should have gone further. Than that. I think they should have made it black and white just to make just to make you go, okay, this is different. Like this timeline is essentially like that timeline is Robin's past, which never happened for the rest of the agents, so they don't have any clue about it. So I think they should have done it in black and white just to make it crystal clear that this is. A, this is Robin's timeline in its old like it would be essentially like old wartime footage like I think they should have done that but but yeah what what did you think of this one overall confused <laughs> definitely it was a confusing episode definitely and it does re, I mean like I said uh, I got uh, a message from Eli saying what the fuck so um so uh it did need uh some some clarification i think and uh you know except when you you we both know when you're dealing with time travel and things like that it's just fucked up and i mean mm-hmm. you did a you know you 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 clarified points for me i think <laughs> 
So, um, well, ho- hopefully, that's cleared some of the things up for the listeners. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that, like, if you think of it in terms of Back to the Future, because <laughs> everyone can relate to Back to the Future, um, they've they've gone through the timeline. Um, so there's one timeline that's running through, which is Robin's story, and yep. then they were extracted from Robin's story at the point where they were in the diner. They were taken out of that timeline. However, that timeline had already happened for Robin, so they were still in that and continuing on. So, And Robin still got to the same point that she got to, but they were taken out of the timeline and then plopped back in when Robin's an old lady. And <laughs> and she's and, and now they're going to have to go back to try to create an alternative timeline to the timeline which happened where the world blew up, which would be the skewed-off timeline, like if you remember from Back to the Future, the one where it would be the bad timeline, essentially. But they would try and make that the good timeline. <laughs> that that probably makes it even more confusing. Yeah, I, I, you should have quit, <laughs> quit while you were behind. Um, <laughs> it's like, how does he do this at 4.30 in the morning? Um, <laughs> I, you know... There were certain things that I really liked about this episode... I thought there were a lot of great twists um, where basically the crew uh, the crew kind of turns on S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. You know, I really didn't see that coming. Um, the fact that uh, May becomes Robin's mom. Yeah, that was a cool twist. I like that. That, 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 was, that was interesting, and we saw a really, really different May. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when when she's talking to Robin as a kid. Um, I liked that. Uh, the time stuff got a little weird. Uh, I did like uh, Yo-Yo and Mac on the ship. And the mm-hmm. shotgun yep. axe is back. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like Flint. Um, but yeah, uh, because you're doing the timey-wimey stuff... Uh, it makes for a hard episode. So, um, and you know, I probably could have watched it a third time. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, like, hopefully, people will listen to this and then go back and watch the episode again, and then that will hopefully kind of clarify where things fall fall into place. And but yeah, I think they could have done a better job with with differentiating the the timelines here because it was a bit confusing definitely um so yeah i mean we're moving the story's moving forward it had some great twist um and you know uh it's almost well, I mean, it's Friday night. I'm not do- usually doing much at nine o'clock anyway, so uh, we're usually watching it live or almost live. Hmm. Um, and it's a show that you know I kind of want to get home and watch Shield tonight. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah, okay, because <laughs> we go we go out to dinner most Friday nights, so it's kind of all right. Uh, let's let's grab a you know have dinner, stop at Starbucks, and go home and uh, watch some. And and be home in time to watch Shield, um, you know, and or watch it, you know, be home by nine thirty so we can watch it on, you know, we can start playing it on the DVR and skip through the commercials. Um, so, and 
yeah, I mean, I I, I want to see w- what happens now. How do they get? You know, how do they get back? How do they stop the world from being ripped apart? Who did it? And what's Flint's uh, uh, role in this thing? And what's Flint's origin? Where did he come from? Because he's an orphan. Quote unquote. <coughs> All right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, it the it's a storyline that took a couple of episodes to get going, but now it's it's you know running at full speed and. Um, I'm really hooked on it. You have any thoughts? Yeah, I'd, I mean, I, I do think they need to wrap this up soon. I, 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 I thought they, after the last episode, they might have expanded a bit with uh, Sonara and Cassius, but they were just almost non-entities in this episode. <laughs> like, they did nothing. You, Absolutely nothing. They moved on. I mean, they're not on the thing. Um, they have better things. They have other important things to deal with right now. Well, they didn't. No, they didn't do anything. All they did was Sonara went to the the, yeah. the trawler. That was it. <laughs> like, so, I mean, they're they're chasing the agents of Shield tail, but very slowly. <laughs> so I think you know we we will, you know, they're not out of the picture yet. I kind of thought they would be out of the picture at this point, um, because you are moving on to the to the next uh, phase of this story, which really has nothing to do with. Caseus and uh, Sonora because right now the agents are on Earth or what's left of it and uh, uh, trying to get home. So, you know, that you're keeping them in it, I'm not even sure I like that. I mean, yes, I, you know, I like, I I think Sonora is a very cool character. Uh, in so many ways, uh, but you know that that part of the story is over. They're they're not on uh, the lighthouse anymore. They they so I think um, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to you know. Uh, I get I guess you have to make sure they're both dead. Although if you just run to the past, they're not going to chase you. No, you wouldn't imagine so, unless they one of one or both of them manages to squeeze through the portal with you. Maybe, because I mean they could essentially take anybody out of this timeline at this mm-hmm. point and take them into the into the past with them. As I assume they're going to take Flint to get yeah. back somehow. Like that's that seems to be the solution to it they need they need flint um so i mean if they're taking flint it could easily end up with sonara going back with them as well or and kazias as well yes all right uh any other thoughts uh, no i think that's it i'm I, i'm still kind of up in the air about whether or not this this arc will be wrapped up entirely by the mid-season or whether or not they'll just get back to the present day at the mid-season finale, and then that, and then the second half of the season will be them fixing the things so that the Earth doesn't blow up. Uh, it could be that they'll wrap all of that up by the mid-season, and then it will move on to like a new story That's in the hoping. second half. That's what which, I'm hoping. which, yeah, I mean, uh, which 
at this point, I think would be preferable to me because I mean, what have we got? Three, four episodes maybe left before my season. Uh, we're on eight, so you have one, two, about three. Yeah, so Nine, about, 10, about three. So, yeah, so I mean, where they're at in the story just now, they could easily wrap this whole thing up and fix the earth because you could fix the earth in an episode, maybe two. Um, and they're kind of at the point where it looks like they're gonna, like I say, that that thing is for finding the monolith pieces. So if they can do that in the next episode, then they've got the means to get back home. And then they can fix the earth over to over an episode or two. Um, that that's fine by me. If they stretch that out to a whole season at this point, I think that's too long. No, they're they're going to go on to something else, and I think it involves the mm. Ghost Rider subplot. Um, yeah. You know, the other thing is, you know, we did see Gravitonium come back, uh, mm-hmm. and it's like, could that be something that they go into in? Uh, the second half of the season as well. Mm. How you com- combine mm. Gravitonium with the Ghost Rider, though, uh, I'll be interested to see what happens there. Um, all right. Got one tweet on this week's episode. It came from Stephen Elmy. Mm. Agents, of she- Agents of Shields, Season 5, Episode 8. I was under I was underwhelmed by this one. The writers are keeping too many secrets, and it meant this episode... F- felt slow, and didn't drive the main plot. Robin was wasted. The descent was pointless. Mac, Yo-Yo, and Flint were good, though. Hope things improve again. Um, I don't think Robin was wasted. I think it was... um, First of all, the fact that Robin even had a callback. What season? (laughs) Well, she was what? Season three? Yeah, season three. Um, and that she, uh, and a, they brought a very her, minor character in season. Yeah, two. I mean that they brought her back and turned her into a pivotal character in this uh, yep. in this storyline. Is I think uh, you got to give them major kudos for that. Um, was she wasted? No, she played her. She had a role, um, and that role lasted. 80 years. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I mean, if you think about it that way, though, like, we're seeing Robin's story out of order. Her story, in terms of the show, isn't done. Because we're going to we're gonna see more of her when they go, when they, uh, when we know they're going to go back. So she's going to still be there as a little girl. Right. And, uh, you know, it... No, I, I, I think they played her perfectly. And yes, it's a shame that she had to die, but it was also something that uh, they foreshadowed in uh, in the episode and uh, a couple of times, you know, mm-hmm. yep. with uh, her talk with May and her stating that this is where it all ends. Mm-hmm. And we all thought that meant this is where, you know, the rest of the earth uh, is destroyed. No, this is where her story ends. And Which I actually think was quite was quite clever. I it's almost it, like a yeah. bit of a red a red herring from them. Yes. So, well done. I, I, th- I thought, uh, and, you know, it is, a, she's a... Men, I, I really don't want to say mentally challenged because I... She's just a character with way too much in her head. 
Mm-hmm. And if you want to call it some type of mental illness or, you know, autism or something like that, uh, so be it. But um, I, th- I think with I think part of the issue is that she's never been trained particularly to control her power because there there isn't like there isn't the shield team in place that would be able to talk her through her training and let her get to grips with her power. And there was no like support network for her. There was only like me trying to help her and uh, bring her up, uh, but there wasn't the full like uh, support that say like Daisy had when she first came out and ha- was struggling to get to grips with her powers. Uh, you didn't have any training, so I think there's definitely a part of that. Like if she had uh, had Coulson and Daisy and uh, and Yo-Yo and all these people surrounding her on Earth as uh, as it would be in the olden olden days when Inhuman popped up, if she'd if she'd had the proper training and uh, guidance and whatnot, she might have turned out differently and been able to control her power set properly. But as it is, she can't make head or tail of it, and she's just kind of running with it. Well, to give for eighty years, to and to give um, to give uh, at least some credit to Shield or an excuse. Nobody understood what her power was or what she was seeing or what she was doing, uh, certainly in present day. That, that, that's true. But, I mean, like, uh, even in, in the past, like, they didn't really have enough time with her yeah. to be able to work it all out. And being that she was so young when uh, when they were on the, the Zephyr, like, that's maybe only six months, maybe a year after, uh, like, Fit Caesar. Well, the second uh, timeline, I think, was 2020. 2020, right. So, okay, so a year, two years then. Two years. That's when the, yeah. the Kree have already come uh, and done and with the, with the occupation. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, and obviously there, there are things going on at that point uh, that you know, honestly, they just don't have they don't have the time to work with her and train her. And I think yep. May finally, it, it seems that May finally starts does understand her when she quote becomes her mom, and mm-hmm. you know, kind. But nobody's able to help her rein in her powers so that she can have a normal life. Now, here's a question for you that uh, regarding Robin. If mm-hmm. they if they fix the timeline, and mm-hmm. assume they will, do, does she become uh, more of a normal person? Because now that uh, scenario no longer happens. Uh, no, I don't think Robin makes it out of this season. I think Robin dies. That's... Uh... That's where I, I think things will happen because she, as a child, has, as a child, yep, I think she gets killed in the uh, in the whatever the big battle is. Now, um, I I reckon that the big battle is is Graviton because uh, we see in the past timeline that they are being affected when they're trying to get to the lighthouse mm. by gravity storms. And the gra- these gravity storms are still ongoing to this day in the future future timeline. So I reckon that this the the world exploding type thing was probably caused by by graviton and the gravity storms of the 
uh, lasting effect of that. Or I mean, maybe even, well, I mean, probably not. It's still about like 100 years later. But I reckon that these are storms that he created that are just kicking around. And uh, that's probably what destroyed the Earth rather than Daisy. Because Daisy's not powerful enough to do it. All right. Let me hit you with some numbers. Yep. Uh, same day numbers for this week's episode, a point six. Um, that is that second place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually, uh, it, they had 2.41 million viewers. The repeat of nine one one on Fox had 2.23 million. So it beat the repeat of nine one one. Okay. Um, Taken is not doing well on NBC. It lost to Hawaii Five O, which had nine point one four uh, million viewers that night. Um, so it's it's holding its own. It's holding it at a point six. Uh, cool. I did find some DVR numbers. Now o- overall, um, it's not it's not hitting the top twenty five. Uh, for DVR yeah. and Live Plus 3. But um, it is showing up under um, uh, under uh, or for the season. It It's bouncing uh, it's basically doubling its viewership. It's getting to a 1.2 when you throw in DVR numbers including 1.7. Mm-hmm. So it's it's doing all right. Is it enough to save it? Maybe. But that's only because... Uh, well, here's a scary number. Okay. So, the shows that are doubling their viewership, uh, you know, 100%. Now, the be- the, be- the best show is Designated Survivor, which is uh, when you throw in the, the live plus seven day has a 138% uh, increase over... That's a good show. Yeah. So the Live Plus 7 on Designated Survivor is 138% uh, increase. Um, I'm just going to do... I'm just going to go through the top six here anyways. How to Get Away with Murder has a 122% increase. Once Upon a Time, 120%. Criminal Minds, 110%. Good Doctor, 105. And then at in sixth place, there's a big tie, or there's a bit of a tie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the All these shows are, are 100% increase when you throw in live plus seven day. The Gifted, The Orville, Scorpion, Shield, Legends mm-hmm. of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and The Inhumans. <laughs> so like there's probably a lot of crossover with that yeah i mean all those shows are you, you know i think all those shows are in my dvr uh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's just you chip that's all it is <laughs> and then the flash uh has an 89 percent, and that that would be the 13th place show um hmm. so all the uh, and uh it's Let's see here. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Inhumans. Uh, this is for for the season so far, the first 14 weeks. 
Both are doing about a point live uh, plus same day of 0.6 and live plus 7 of 1.2. So. But uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is critically acclaimed where the Inhumans wasn't. So that, <laughs> that gives it another leg up, maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, I reckon it's going to come back for one more season. I would like it to. I'm not, but I'm not holding my breath at this point. We'll see. I, will I mean, see. How, how long till we find out? May, I guess. May, yeah, yeah. Maybe we could find out one way or the other sooner too. Uh, but May is when they would re- usually when they would release it uh, that information. Mm. And Shield has always been a show that uh, we haven't, we've never known early. That's true. Yeah, they've they've announced it before. Like, I think, like the day of or the day before the season finale. Sometimes the day after, mm-hmm. <laughs> but never, never like way in advance. So it's it's always been one of those questions, and it we get to this point and we're like, is it coming back? Is it not? And yeah. it, they've always they've always gone for it. Right, and then there's I because mean, there's always the. The uh, I mean, some shows are already uh, renewed. Hmm. Oh yeah, there's some of those staple shows that are renewed for seasons and seasons at a time. You know, Game of Thrones yep. and Walking Dead's and whatnot. But those are the shows that pull in enormous ratings for their networks. Yep. All right. Uh, you know, actually, right now they have. They, uh, I'm just looking at the because over on and I use TV by the numbers. Uh, mm-hmm. They have Agents of Shield as a pretty sure bet for returning, likely yeah. to be renewed. So nice. And then uh, you know uh, it shows the shows already uh, uh, renewed, and the Goldbergs and Modern Family are coming back next year. But I'm just saying, so there are some yeah. shows that have already been uh, renewed and mm. uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. has a better than average chance of being renewed. So yep. cool. All right. Uh, I think we are done here, Andy. Um, let's see. What, Andy, when you're not wielding a shotgun axe, where can people find you? You can find me uh, trying to chop Alex's head off with said shotgun axe every Tuesday on 42 Level 1. Uh, we broadcast live on allgames.com, 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. And, uh, we talk everything from movies, TV shows, and uh, video games mainly. And you can find all our episodes on Stitcher and iTunes, as well as the allgames.com archive. And you can find me Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern on allgames.com, doing the B-Team podcast with Ryan, Fred, and Eli. Uh, like I said, this week we had a special guest host. Uh, we had Kaijudo from the chat join us. Uh, nice. and he, It was uh, Kaijudo, Ryan, and I. And we had a, we put on a pretty decent show. And then you can catch me Thursday nights when Sean feels like doing it on uh, Knuckleballer Radio with Sean and Eli. <laughs> Where we discuss a whole bunch of things. Uh, neither, uh, neither. I think Eli was sick last week, and 
I think Sean was dealing with frozen pipes or something, so there was no show last week. So hopefully I'll be recording tomorrow night with them. So, uh, yeah, and I haven't been on in like three or four weeks now. Hmm. So uh, it'll be good. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing a show with them. So, all right, uh, we will be back next week with more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And let's see... I don't care where Robin tells you to take a ride. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. Bye.